it's really important to spend that time building your mindset, identifying your values, your philosophies, so that you have something that's guiding you along your path. That versus just trying to rinse and repeat everything you're being told, because what you're being told could have worked for the person that told you, but might not necessarily work for you in your particular set of circumstances. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, we have Antoinette Monroe. She's a serial entrepreneur, and what we focused on today was how she's been able to convert her short-term rentals to assisted living investments. And we were able to break down this niche. I think that we don't hear a lot of people talking about it, where to start, what is under assisted living options, what are the opportunities there. And I I believe this is, especially in today's market, this is a tool that you have to have on your tool belt as an option, as a creative option to make the deals work and serve at the same time. Before we get into her story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. Our mission, our passion, something we dream about is empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. And we're excited to be here with Antoinette Monroe. Excited to jump into assisted living as a niche. It's a it's a hot topic right now in the investing space, meaning that you know we're all looking for the best place and the best focus for ourselves as, as investors. So thank you for being here. Excited to jump into to you and your story here, and just appreciate your time. 
Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to share with you all today and your audience. Awesome. So let's 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 start here. You you know you retired at at your corporate job at 36, which is not an easy feat. So so congrats for that. You know a lot of th- a lot of women and and men listening, right? Something they want to do. Something is a goal of theirs. So you're able to do that. And then you've been able, you were able to transition to investing, especially in this assisted living niche that we're going to kind of dive into here in a moment. But what I want to ask you first is what was that one habit, right? The one habit that had the greatest impact to achieve this goal of retiring at a young age. I'm so glad you asked that because people usually jump into like the end of it, but they never ask about what the, the foundation was. And that the one habit, the one thing that made it possible as quickly as it, as it happened was eliminating all of my expenses. People that are listening, they're going to say, but how were you able to eliminate all your expenses? So using the power of real estate investing with a technique called house hacking, I was able to eliminate my biggest expense. That alone, the reason you go to work every day is to pay for a place to live. So once that was off the table, any other additional side hustle or additional income I generated covered other lifestyle experiences. Um, But those amounts, you know, from having a tight budget to begin with, there wasn't much of that auxiliary spending in my budget. It was housing. So once I was able to wipe housing off the table using the house hacking strategy, everything else opened up from there. I love that you're saying that though, because it shows your commitment to make things work right? Many people want to become financially free and retire, but they don't want to change or adjust their lifestyle. They say, what do you mean I'm going to have a quote unquote, a roommate? Well, you're going to have somebody paying your mortgage. How about you name that? Exactly. Reframing sacrifice. It's not, I have to, it's, I get to do this. Me making this temporary sacrifice is going to give me back 20 plus years of my life but I'm just going to take this first five years to do some things differently so I could have that freedom for the rest of my life. That's a totally worth it trade-off. You know, as I think about this, right, and I know, and Jesse, you and I have talked a lot about this. I don't know anyone that's been able to build something successful, especially in the investing space as an entrepreneur, that part of their recipe, right, part of their success recipe hasn't been living below the means making sacrifices. Like I don't, I'm trying to think, right? What we've done 400 episodes. Like I can honestly say that I don't, I don't know many people that hasn't, haven't along the way made that that's important piece of this puzzle. I'd say when you say that, it's absolutely a part of the journey. Yeah. And internet. Yeah. It's so, so important, but it could be sexy. Like sacrifice doesn't have to be sad. Sacrifice can be sexy. The way you set up your strategy to achieve certain goals, you can still have the comforts of life. So in that first five years when I was sacrificing, I didn't give up any personal space while I was house hacking. So I still had all of the privacy and functionality within a home that I needed. I still traveled. I still ate out. I still had fun with friends. So I sacrificed in terms of the time that I took to lay out a strategy and to learn and to do research to be able to still have all of those components within my life to enjoy it while building towards this other thing. So there was no loss in the sacrifice. It was all gain. I love that. It could be sexy, not sad. I like that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Why are you laughing at Tressa? <laughs> You're all trying right. to, Liz always try to like rhyme. I like to rhyme. <laughs> and ask. But let, let's get down to business here. Oh, let's get down to business. Here, All right? right. Let's do it. Let's get down to business. 
assisted living, it, it's something that is very intriguing to me. Uh, and I'm really happy to have this conversation with you. So if we can start with a 101 for the ladies that are listening, what is that strategy? If you were to break down, how would you describe it? So assisted living is like a general umbrella term that people are using but specifically, assisted living refers to different models of senior care, whether it is just some general assistance for seniors or a nursing home for seniors or memory care for seniors. The term assisted living really relates to that. When you think about the residential assisted living space in general, it encompasses that senior assisted living. But within that, there are a number of other uh, creative models that you can go after, like veterans housing or housing for uh, children that have aged out of foster care. Within that would be your sober living models, your, your transitional housing or halfway homes. So all of those different models can fall under the assisted living or residential assisted living moniker. So the difference between the assistant living models is going to depend on the population you serve, whether it's the health issue that they have or their age. And then within that is the governing body that oversees um, the licensing for that service. I have so many questions. So we always talk about where to begin, right, with an, with an investing niche. And so many people go, should I buy a single family home or should I buy a duplex or should I buy a, you know, a sober, so, you know, get into the sober home space of, of, of what have you. But the market becomes the key before the actual niche. Is it the same? I'm wondering, like, I'm just thinking about the process, right? Step-by-step process. Would you think about the particular, because there's so many niches within assisted living is what you're basically saying. And I think that's really helpful for women to hear and understand. So say, let's take one step further. Say I want to focus on, um, you know, serving women. I'm sorry, serving, well, women could be a niche too, but serving, say, veterans. That's a, that's a very, you know, that. Uh, is a focus for, for, I've heard other investors. Would I want to start with getting focused on the niche before I then now source markets? Or is it the other way around? I'm wondering, is it like the common way we do investing or is it vary with this particular niche? I guess that's one question I have. When you think about the arc of an investor, um, starting with a single family home and then progressing into a short-term rental or possibly progressing into a multifamily, all the things that you're going to learn at that level will prepare you when you get to this other end of, okay, I'm going to do a different model. So I think we shouldn't skip the steps. If you are entering real estate investing, there is some, some education and understanding to be gained absolutely from starting from either wholesaling or single family rental, Mm -hmm. short-term multifamily before you progress into a different model. Because Along the way, you're going to be learning how to run a business, how to manage the property, and all of those skills are going to be useful when you get to assisted living. Once you are at that point where you're like, okay, I want to do something different with this property. I've I've learned what I needed to learn. Coming into a residential assisted living model, it is real estate, but it is a different business model. The only thing that's going to be familiar is the way you've organized, structured yourself, built your team to help maintain that property. But outside of the maintenance of that property, you're now entering a different business model 
all together. You're going to be hiring employees. You're going to be scheduling that staff. You're going to be marketing to get people in the home and networking to build relationships. So now a different set of skills are coming in. The house is going to be the easiest part because you, you have that. It's all the other skills that you now need to learn to operate in this completely different uh, business model and interact with these government agencies that you'll now be working with. My past life, I, I, I had a chance and it was fascinating to work on a um, project uh, that focused on sober living. And I honestly, there's real estate, exactly what you're saying. Uh, there's real estate and there is another entire business that I had to learn from, from zoning, from best practices, from teams. All, all around from the accounting piece, dealing with insurance companies, doing dealing with a family, it, and that goes on and on and on. So there is a lot that needs to be with people. I think that the reason why I'm saying this is that many times people see the the shining dollar signs, right? You are able to convert that pro- a property that you have that was an Airbnb to to this new model, and I'm going to say, I'm going to give it to you. How many times you said? 15 times? About 15 times over. 15 times. So when people see that, they're like, okay, let me just jump into that. Let me just find it and and get the guarantees. Before we we dissect the, the benefits of it, what would you say is like the the pitfalls or the challenges that many people don't see when they are considering this type of strategy? They focus so much on the earnings that they don't understand the need, right? Like it's, yes, I'm going to switch to this model and I'm going to make this amount of money. But to get to that amount of money, there is a need that you're going to have to meet for whatever population that you serve. And if you're not driven by meeting that need, you're not going to meet it. You might get close, you might do it for a little while, but you won't do it consistently and eventually that that business won't be sustainable. Within that, there are a lot of parties involved. As a real estate investor, it could just be you, your property manager and your handy guy and your tenants and it's that simple. In this type of business, it's now you. It's now the the customer you're serving. It's their friends and family. It's the government agency that licensed you. It's the city zoning team. Now all of these other parties are involved and have an interest in what's happening in your business. So it's not as simple as if it's not working out with this tenant, we're just going to ask them to move out. No, these are lives that you're now responsible for. um, And those lives intersect with other lives in so many ways. So if you're not driven by fulfilling the need, you're not going to be able to consistently maintain that business to get to those earnings that you're chasing. Internet, I'm curious though, what was the actual niche within assisted living that you focused on? So you're doing Airbnb, you transition it to what? And just tell us a few, you know, a few of the biggest lessons you learned as you transitioned it and what you put in place. So our specific segment is to provide services to individuals with developmental disabilities. So we are licensed by an agency for persons with disabilities. Um, And within that, we provide 24-hour nursing care. Mm. So we're so far beyond just real estate investing and having this property. It's now, you know, developmental disabilities, 
It's now 24-hour nursing care. It's essentially a medical facility that operates 24 hours, seven Mm -hmm. days a week. So in terms of operations, in, in our case, we had a consultant to really guide us through on so many different things because we had a tenant and even the contract with that tenant was completely different, right? So in your case, you own the building and you are the tenant? Yes, correct. So because I already own that rental property, when we moved into this model, I just leased that property from one business to the other. Awesome. So when when you think about the team that it was required for you to get to that level, what was your first hire? For the assisted living facility, my first hire was a nurse because I knew we were going to provide 24-hour nursing care. I have no medical background, so I needed someone to bring the medical to the table. My second hire was a CNA. So the most important part for me was someone that was an expert in the space that could actually provide the services to our, our clientele. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. What type of market research did you know to say, okay, this property here, it's a good fit for to serve this population? How did you confirm that that was a need? You're in Florida, right? Yes. For that specific location. I would love to say that I did like some market research and reviewed stats uh, before risking it all and jumping into that. That's not what happened. I met a contractor who was doing rehabs to prepare homes to be this model. He told me about it. He was telling me about the success of a family member that had this type of assisted living facility. Um, And just on the hearsay alone, with a few opportunities to confirm some income amounts, uh, it was enough. And even still, you know, now now that I'm in it, what I was hearing was so far an underrepresentation of what it actually was. Um, But it was one of those step out on faith kind of things or step out on, you know, ignorance. You don't know what you're getting into until you get there. Um, But that was it. Just hearing a little bit about other people in the space that have had some success, knowing that it would be Airbnb. And at worst case scenario, I could always go back to the rental model that that property was operating at. Um, I didn't think it was much of a risk because it wasn't like I was buying the property solely focused on this. I was buying that property as a real estate investor with three different rental models that I was running through it at the time. Um, So I didn't have to 
spend any additional income to explore this other area. And I would say that is the way you go into it. Until you know what it is, treat it like it's an investment property. Have some other rental models that you can you can run throughout that. That way, if it doesn't work out, you can easily convert back. So you have this Airbnb property. I, w- I want to get into the mindset that you had around this. So you have this Airbnb property. It was creating revenue, correct? It was doing well, you know, for you. I don't know, you know, what what what, is it, what was the imp, like what was the motivation to say it's doing it's it's here but I want to take it to a different level and now I want to create this whole business and serve this population like help help us understand that shift um were you nervous about Airbnb were you nervous about regulations was it you know I, I'm curious to get inside your mindset because I think that's really important and I think other people have those concerns right now too exactly. Airbnb was hot and sexy when it started. And in Orlando, when we started, it was unregulated. But as things started to progress, different regulations came down. Technically, you can't Airbnb in the city of Orlando unless you live on site and you're on site to host. If you are a real estate investor building a portfolio, that doesn't necessarily work for growth. Um, So now you're looking at your homes, trying to figure out what's the next highest use. We started with short-term rental not long-term. So it's very difficult to go from a short-term earning model back down to a traditional Mm -hmm. long-term 12-month lease. So the goal was to find a model that could outperform Airbnb, which is already a very high bar compared to traditional renting. Um, So in looking for that, that's that's the initial impetus. I've had had this property. I'm a long-term buy and hold investor. I'm not interested in selling what can I switch to to keep my property and still outperform Airbnb without since I can no longer participate in that fully since regulations have changed in my city? Now, the population of choice that was influenced by the individuals that I heard about this model from seeing their success and what they were doing. Um, I think an undercurrent of that was having been an individual whose parent was a foster parent and growing up in that environment where my mom was a foster parent to individuals with developmental or intellectual disabilities. I don't even think I thought about that on a surface level, but it's definitely a full circle recognition at this point. I was about to ask you, I was like, for you to, it's a very like honorable business to be quite honest, because it affects people's lives and families so deeply, so deeply, you know, because you're not caring just for the individual. You're caring for the entire family when you take the load from, from them. So I, I was about to like say, you must have grew up with some inspiration, right? From, from your mom or, or things like that. Where are you going though? Are you expanding? Are you thinking about other niches in the assisted living? At first it was just Okay, the properties we have in Orlando, we need to do something different with them. Let's convert the properties here. Now that we're there, I feel like switching the property from an Airbnb where our Airbnb focus was luxury, high-end, unique experience, bringing that to a space where that is not necessarily the focus, now we have a point of difference. Every time somebody comes to the home that's all they can talk about is how beautiful it is, how much it mm. feels like a home and not a medical facility. Um, so now seeing the response to, to our model or our particular style, it is now, okay, 
beyond the homes that we have here, how far do we want to go with this? Is this a brand that we want to build that we can package and then maybe franchise from there? Or do we want to continue to expand? So that's in discussion now that hasn't been finalized. But initially it was just, hey, I have these two properties in this area where Airbnb is not working anymore. Let's convert those. But I, I think what you're saying is so helpful for, for everyone to, li- to really listen to is that you created a proof of concept. So in order to scale, like everyone wants to scale, everyone wants to grow, but they don't have a proof of concept to scale or grow. And I think you, you know, and I think so often we, we miss that. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how to say, but I think a lot of investors miss that. It seems like, like really obvious, but it, it gets missed and you've created a niche and you've created a niche for yourself. And you're like, huh. This is interesting. Let's let's see if we could do this again after you've had stabilization, after you've had the proof of concept and you've tested it, right? So I think that's um that's the biggest thing in this business. Let, get get there. You don't have to do 100 units. Get to that proof of concept everyone as quickly as you can with one property. <laughs> Doesn't need yeah. you don't need 100 for proof of concept. So I I think that's uh phenomenal. We intentionally want it to grow slow. So Mm -hmm. that was a part of it, right? Like the house could have been full in the first two months, but in building it to last, having a slow but sure, making sure I can learn and understand fully, making sure I'm building the right team and putting the right people in the homes, that was important. And that was the same strategy I used building a real estate portfolio, Small and mighty, slow and steady, all of those terms that lead her up to that. I, d- I don't need to go from zero to 100. I don't need to have all the units. I need to have what I have, have it be good, have it be right, have it be something I'm proud to be associated with. So that's what I focus on first. And I feel like if you do it right, the scale, the growth, all of that will come. I think a step further, it will you have no other choice but grow. It's become so obvious, right? And I think that um, you have shared with us such an example of like building a business. Because I think nowadays with the market the way that it is, needless to say, we're all real estate investors. And I think that many people are struggling to, to the concept of reframing that they are business owners. So what are other types of business that are parallel to real estate that I can develop and create a different revenue of of income? And and that's, I'm very happy that we are having those conversations because as you said, you couldn't find, right? Where can I get information about it? And same thing with us. The more that we talk to other people about creative ways, different ways, and expanding the knowledge, I think we all can benefit as a whole as business owners. We are ultimately business owners, and that mindset kind of doesn't change. Just want to before we we wrap it up. What have you done with your mindset? What work have you done? Copious amounts of podcasts, of research, of books around mindset and personal development. Um, I've curated my Instagram feed to only be about mindset and personal development. So I'm not like, I'm not following any other real estate investor gurus that are selling the growth scale. It is all about mindset development because it to, 
to do it differently than other people have takes a certain amount of alignment and awareness within yourself and like what your goals are and what's driving you because there's so many different routes and paths and they all work. And you could get caught up chasing each one, looking at each one that seems exciting to you and not really making progress for just a bunch of lateral moves. So I think it's really important to spend that time building your mindset, you know, identifying your values, your philosophies, so that you have something that's guiding you along your path. Um, because I would say in every phase of real estate investing that I touched, at some point, somebody was telling me, don't do that or don't do it that way. Or Here, here's how I do it. So do it differently. Or why are you spending this much money doing this upgrade to the property that's just going to be a rental? And being able to stick to know, I, I know what I want to present as a representative of me or my business or my brand. So I'm going to stick to this. So I think it's really important to take that time with self develop your mindset, your philosophy, and move forward with that versus just trying to rinse and repeat everything you're being told because what you're being told could have worked for the person that told you, but might not necessarily work for you in your particular set of circumstances. So true. So true. Let's put a big explanation point on that. Uh, Antoinette, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our community. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Uh, thank you guys for having me again. This is a huge opportunity to be able to address you guys and your audience and just share what I've experienced so far. You guys can connect with me on Instagram under Fearless and Free Fi. That's Fearless and Free F-I. Um, but most recently, we've also chronicled just a day in the life of what it took to create this assisted living facility and operate. And that will be on our YouTube channel, also under Fearless and Free Fi. Awesome. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you ever read? I'll say The Alchemist. I really enjoyed that book and just the underlying story of you already have what you're looking for. It is with you. It is already within you. And the journey that you take in search of that thing is great and it adds value. But ultimately, when you find it, you're going to be coming back to center. Yeah. Paulo Coelho is a Brazilian author. And I read that book when I was 14, 15. And I was like, this is, I, I had no concept of what he was saying. Now I look back and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what you're talking about. Now I'm connecting the dots here. Second question for you is, what's the most powerful routine for you to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? I'll say the budget, like my budget ABCs, automating your budget, balancing your budget and being consistent with it. Um, but building it with life in mind, like budgeting doesn't have to be hard and just like coming from a place of lack, budget in your fun and happiness as well. Last question, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Oh, that is the hardest question. <laughs> um, we're going to go with mom for the win, right? Like that is the woman that I've had my eyes on for the longest and that I've been able to watch. And I've learned so much from her about love and selflessness and perseverance that she definitely is the number one on inspirational. And Tanette, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing your, your wisdom with our community and excited to see what's next for you. So thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, 
go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao. 